Welcome everybody to Reject Sorority. I'm Myra. I'm Letty. And I'm Des. And today we have a different kind of episode. No, it's not different. Um, But we did want to explain how we got to these episodes, the last one and this one. Um, I think Des should do it since it was her idea. So it wasn't the last one. <laughs> it was the one before last. Two, yeah. oh. My Myra's Cup um, was the first episode where we actually tried to do something different. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had our vulnerability episode, and we were just talking about being more open. And we definitely wanted to be um, more open with you guys. And in order to do that, we decided to put four topics into a cup. Well, four topics each into a cup that we were most uncomfortable talking about. Um, Regardless if it was like things that we had gone through in life or just situations that we have been in that made us different or um, struck a chord with us, that's what. Just situations that we were either not comfortable talking about or embarrassed to talk about or whatever the situation was, we just always kept it to ourselves. So um, it was a feedback that we got that Mm -hmm. um, we just we talk about right, the right topics. We just don't go in depth. So in order to do that, we did do the cup, um, and yeah. So this episode is about Letty. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's not giving that me the ugliest. Like <laughs> she's, she's giving me the ugliest there. look too. Because you looked at me like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's all you. I like, know. No, we talked not, about this I, and I cried talking about it. Because it's like not on me. <laughs> she feels so much better. No like, stress. Uh, no stress this week for her. So the paper that we pulled out of the cup this week was for Letty, um, and she started talking about. Well, it wasn't what she was talking about. On the slip, it was basically a situation in her life that she's it, that's it's led into your adult life, right? Um, yeah, I think up until the past couple years, like maybe the past two years, it's gotten better. But um, yeah, almost my entire life of being—I don't want to say singled out or out, like, she's felt in a sense outcasted <clears throat> yeah. or just left out, the odd man out. Yeah, I'm the white sheep. <laughs> white sheep, because I'm pale skin. You know, and what? Else. <laughs> it took me a minute, but then it registered. <laughs> I was like, all sheep are white. What are you talking about? <laughs> there are brown sheep. Right? I'm a, I'm a white sheep in a brown family. In there a very you go. Brown family. <laughs> so let's start with where it all began. Where you initially started feeling outcasted. Or, like, the odd man out? Um, Definitely as a child. Um, One thing that a lot of people don't know about me is that my biological father is not my life for many reasons. Um, But when I was a child growing up, and him being constantly in and out, that side of the family was very toxic for me. Um, I always felt pushed off to the side by um, his mother. So my paternal grandmother, who I don't like to call a grandmother, um, very much favored the boys in the family and kind of kicked us to the side. Uh, My sister was too young to kind of pick up on things like that, but I was old enough to notice a significant difference in treatment when it came to me. Um, Especially growing up, I had a weight issue Mm -hmm. for a lot of my life and it went as far as 
I, I just felt like she hated me. I wasn't, um, she kind of like rolled her eyes every time I was, I was around. I wasn't allowed to eat at her house because I had a weight issue. Like it, my weight fluctuated a lot. Yeah. And it, she made me feel like I wasn't wanted. And what age was this? God, I want to say about as young as seven and eight. Okay, so it started really early. Yeah. Okay. Because I think that was around the time where, like, my mom was still kind of okay. Not like that she was never not okay with us being over there, but where it wasn't as... um, my father, my father at that point hadn't decided to stay away for longer periods of time. He was still kind of trying to be consistent. Yeah, he was mm. coming in and out. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah. So it started, I think it started with her and then carried into um, my father not being around. I very much felt like the odd man out not having a father. I know I had a younger sister who was going through those same things that I did, Um I can't speak for her experience, but I know for me as the oldest and seeing a lot of the things that I saw, it was very much, um, I knew I was different. I knew that he wasn't around and I knew my grandmother didn't care for me. So it was very much like. So early on, it was like an inset of like an insecurity in a sense. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very, I feel like I was a very introverted child after that. Like growing up, I. I see vi- like home videos of myself when I was like little before any of that happened and to the like difference in between my adolescence and growing up like in my um, preteens and teens like it I felt like I kind of went inward. Yeah. <clears throat> I caved inside myself. Yeah. As um, as you went on in life um, I know we kind of prepared for this. So. <laughs> I know. And I know you kind of discussed what happened after that continued on to that. Can you tell the audience? Um, so my dad um, is not obviously not my biological father. Um, him and my mom met when I was around 11, 12 years old. Um, and that was another, like it had become an issue after that point it had become an issue before in those early years when they were together and they were dating, like before they had my youngest sister, um, it was kind of, it was nice to have a father figure around. I was open to it. Like he was there, like, cool. Like my mom was really happy. It was, it was like a happy situation. Yeah. Um, then bringing in the fact that he had, um, two kids prior. So my brother and sister, um, definitely added a whole new dynamic. Um, Blended families weren't really spoken about much back then. Um, Nobody really knew how it worked. Everything was still very, like, um, high tension. Um, But I definitely, I felt like I had a father after a while. Like, I felt like that piece of me was... So you bonded to him quickly, kind of. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely, I did. Um, It was, I definitely felt... Obviously, I was different out of that because I was always made fun of. Like, I'm the lights, I'm the white one of the family. Like, I'm the light skinned. Like, yeah. I'm the pale complected one. Everybody in my family is like ten shades darker than me. So yeah. it's like, it's like I stood out really quick. And I think one thing 
that made me feel even more insecure about it was when my mom and my dad had my little sister. I wasn't allowed to hold my little sister in public because everybody thought that my dad was my boyfriend. Yeah. And it was, and it was weird. And intense. Yeah. It, it was, again, another, another big reason why, like, okay, you're different. Like, something about this picture doesn't look right. And it was yeah. always pointed out. Always. Um, <clears throat> but leading into that, like, my mom and my dad didn't stay together. My dad is still very much in my life. Yeah. Um, but it's also taken a different kind of dynamic. He's done a lot for us. I'm so, so grateful for him. But again, the abandonment issues come back in where I know I'm going to start crying. It's okay. <laughs> because I love and care for him so much. And I love and care for that side of like my stepbrother, my sister, and like all that that's my family i never yeah. considered them step anything that was my dad those were my sisters and my brothers um <clears throat> but growing up and being an adult and recognizing that those po- their positions in my life wouldn't be unless my youngest sister was born yeah kind of started eating at me like my youngest sister is um basically the one that keeps the family together if it wasn't for her i don't she's the connection she's the connection i don't feel like me and my brother and sister or my dad would be as close or they would be as prominent in my life and i don't think i've ever brought this up but he actually did say that to me once oh and it was like he did he said that out loud to me once Mm -hmm. that that was the like i knowing that and then hearing that is two different things oh yeah Yeah. like i i know that because i know um i can't say especially knowing after he straight out told me like i can't know for sure that he would have still been a father figure in my life had they not had my younger sister yeah But hearing that coming from somebody that you've called dad, who you grew to know as a father figure in your life, say that to you out loud a little bit. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like in that moment, I felt like another piece of my world was crushed. Like another like reason why I didn't feel like I belonged because somebody actually told me that if it wasn't for this, then pretty much you wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like, I would say it's trickled into my relationships with my siblings. Um, I don't think, I'm like much older between me and my youngest sister. There's a 15 year difference and there's everybody in between. Yeah. Can you, um, without giving away names or anything like that, can you just tell us um, <clears throat> the dynamic? Well, I have a sister... Um, two years younger than me who's we have the same mom and dad Mm -hmm. then my brother who i think is about two years younger if not a year younger than my sister who is my dad's son i have another sister who is my dad's daughter but his biological daughter and um she's three years younger two or three years younger than my brother Mm -hmm. and then jenny Sorry, I said her name. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so it's um, 
It's you, and then it's 28 or 29? It's me. So I'm 31, then there's 29, then there's 28, um, 25. Mm -hmm. I may be wrong, give or take a year, and then 16. There you go. Okay. So it's like... So there's gaps. There's where, gaps. Where they're not going to understand what you're going through when you're going yeah, through Yeah, 100%. It. Yeah. And it's always been... Um, I don't feel like they ever saw me as a sister because I was never young enough to like be into the things that they were into. Yeah. Um, me and my sister, who's two years younger than me, we were we fought like cats and dogs. Like there, when we were in high school, nobody knew we were siblings. That's kind of how it was for a lot of our younger years. We went to the same high school. We went to the same middle school. And when everybody, when anybody would get wind that she was my sister, I was her sister, they'd be like, "What." <laughs> really like we never like confused yeah like well, you guys don't look that much alike no. we don't look that much alike and it like you can't really blame anybody but then that's on like a whole other dynamic of like my sister like no no dis disrespect or no offense to her like it it like, just shows that you guys are two different people yeah that's we it. it just we just weren't aligned like that yeah and random but how did you guys get to school um Random. together <laughs> we just like separated at the beginning we took the city bus but only back then there was like maybe a group of us that took the city bus that knew each other mm. but we only took the bus to school together we didn't really hang out yeah school together so it was, and then when we were in middle school and i was when she was in middle school and i was in high school it's like she went off to one school i went off to another so yeah. then when we went ended up going to the same school everybody was kind of like yeah well, nobody knew until someone was a chismoso. Yeah. Got it. A what? A chismoso. <laughs> like, did you know that's her sister? No way. Yeah. That's basically yeah. how it went. How did that make you feel, though? Like, when someone was, like, did it make you feel different when people didn't believe that you were sisters? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because it's like, I think, I think, like, this whole episode and why I'm talking about it is just, like, me constantly having to search for an identity mm. or where I belong. Like, I obviously didn't feel like I belonged to my family. So it's kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's going to pour into everything else. Yeah. So yeah. that poured, that poured into a lot of things in my adult life because it was never, I don't say, it, I don't know. I, it was never really faced. I didn't want to acknowledge it. So does that pour into friendships and relationships? Um, yeah, I can say that, um, I'm a very hard loving friend, but I'm also a very distant friend. Um, in a relationship, um, I don't know so much now, um, but definitely that was that brought out a lot of toxicity as far as my codependency. Yeah. Um, because I wanted a sense of family, because I wanted to be long, um, having somebody or being in a relationship with somebody that was like willing to try a family with me was like everything everything yeah <clears throat> so it was i could say that was a very toxic thing that came out of that situation is trying to find i ended up finding my way into toxic relationships trying to find somebody that because of your code or trying because, to make because a toxic relationship work right because, because of yeah. because i felt like i needed because you can Somebody. make your own group and belong to it because you made it. Right. Like for the, yeah, because family is such a big thing for me. 
Yeah. Like, it's such a big thing that, like, even feeling like I wasn't a part of family, kind of, I mean, I don't even know how, like, what I'm trying to say. It's just, it's kind of difficult. <laughs> yeah. But it's um, definitely, it was hard trying to find myself and all that and then trying to tell myself that you're not doing the right thing by getting involved with these people who off who say that they want to give you this but but they don't you don't want that from them yeah. like in the long run you don't want that girl <laughs> i mean but it's understandable if you go for so long without feeling like you belong and then you get a glimpse of something that makes you feel like you're you belong and then right. you like cling to it because you're like yeah, this is this is my person now. Like we have a connection. I I've been looking for this connection for so long and now I have it. And you just right. kind of just like, well, yeah. And then they're like dangling it right in front of you. Yeah. Like, right. Look, I could give it to you, but just keep trying. Yeah, it, it was it was more so me. Like what what could I do to make them see me? Yeah. And want me, I guess. Yeah. So. That makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Um, do you feel like that trauma and dealing with feeling pushed aside or like the oddball out, do you think that that it can contribute to your anxiety? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Do you feel like your anxiety is more social or, um, oh, there's, there's, a different word for it. There's like there's like social anxiety and then there's just like consistent anxiety where you have like a fear of something bad constantly happening or you always feel like you're forgetting something or something's going to go wrong. Or if not, there's just social anxiety to where when you're in a group of people, you're like, what are they thinking about me? How do they feel about me? Do they like me type of sense? Yeah, I think I've gotten before I used to have really bad anxiety like that. Mm -hmm. Um I think I've gotten to the point where I don't think about things like that anymore. I don't, when I, if I'm in a group setting or if I'm around people, I'm not constantly thinking about what do they think about me. Or do I fit in? Yeah, am I'm I? not thinking about that anymore. But I, it's definitely played into other parts of my anxiety where um, I guess busyness and overwhelming myself and um, I think involving myself in too many things at too at like all at once mm -hmm. kind of fills a void for me okay yeah. um so like pulling pulling yourself thin is yeah. like your comfort yeah i can relate to that <laughs> yeah. i could totally like i to i definitely take on a lot of tasks and business and um having a personal life mm -hmm. yeah um i feel i also feel like that um takes a toll on my personal life because I don't want to feel the abandonment or um, what's the word? Like you've abandoned them? No, I, I don't want to feel like, shoot, I totally missed the word. But I, it stops me from getting close to anybody. Okay. Because I don't want to feel so like. you don't want to repeat wanna, that feeling that yeah, you I don't have felt feel, for so long. I don't want to feel the dependence. Yeah. So I become so independent at this point in my life where that makes it hard for me to make connections in general. That makes sense too. Yeah. Because you're avoiding that feeling. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Okay. So I want to ask you this question. And when I was writing it, I felt like an asshole. Um, just because it might be mean. Mm -hmm. But 
I ask myself this question all the time. Do you think because you have gone through these situations that make you feel like an outcast that you assume someone's making you feel like an outcast and sometimes it's in your head? Mm -mm. Not at this point. Okay. I think at this point in my life, it's kind of like... It's like whatever. <laughs> like I, I'm okay. I've gotten to the point where I'm okay with myself. Yeah. Like I'm okay with myself because I had to be okay with myself. That's all I had at certain aspects of my life. So if like however anybody perceives me as their perception, I don't, I have... Um, I I don't really think about how other people see me as much anymore. Um, I think my boyfriend can probably <laughs> attest to that <laughs> as like me not being very open with him. Yeah. But um, definitely, I don't feel the need to belong okay. to anyone or anything. Okay. as much as I used to like I still want a sense of community I still want to have my group of friends well, yeah, I still want I still want to make connections I'm just having that issue with making a connection because now I've like been a part of not belonging for so long that yeah. I'm just like I don't even care if I belong or not I guess my question is more like when you initially have that feeling like do you Ask yourself, like, okay, are they making me feel that way or am I? Because it's kind of like PTSD kind of a thing. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are they are they making me feel that way or am I making myself feel this way? Um, Like, as far as me feeling what way, though? Like, like as any situation, like, um, it might not be recently. It might have been, you know, five, six years ago. But something happened and you felt left out. Mm -hmm. Like, did you ever, like, stop and think, like, Okay, are they making me feel this way or am I making myself feel this way? Yeah, I've thought about that oh, for okay. sure. I've definitely know that there's certain parts of my life where I knew that I was the one that was like yeah. Um staying away and being distant. Um and that's something that I'm trying to be more aware of now because that's that's me having problems making connections that's growth right there yeah because now it now it's at a point where like i i was overlooked for so long that i was doing my thing for so long that now when people were starting to notice that i was out doing my thing and i wasn't a part of anything yeah that they started trying to include me and i was just so far off that end of the road where i was just like you didn't care i'll get to you when i get to you like no i'm good yeah that makes sense so have um, you talked to any of your family regarding any of the things that you felt and what, like, the whole entire creation of why <laughs> you are the way you are now? Um, I don't think so. I, I honestly don't believe I've talked to any of them out of that. Not even my mom. Um, and my mom's, like, the closest person to me. Yeah. Well, so. we, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but attached to that, uh-huh. I remember you saying that you are really close with your grandparents. Yeah, I feel like my grandparents were like my parents. Did you up. ever tell them about it? Because that was one of my questions. No, like, okay. I think I, I think I hold my grandparents like on a pedestal. You just don't want to hurt them, huh? <laughs> no. You don't want to worry them. <laughs> well, like my grandparents are like at the end of the day, they were my grandparents. I spent a lot of time with them and I looked up to them. And I think that's where I get a lot of my old school like um, not like where my siblings didn't see me as their sister because I was older and I and I was like the one to the tell you <laughs> yeah i was like the second that like that's what they called me yeah like i don't want to tell you stuff because you're like mom so 
because my grandparents were, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents and I absorbed a lot of them. I felt responsible all the time. Yeah. And my mom was like, she was my mom, but I also felt like she was my big sister too. So that's that dynamic. Like I was closer to them and then my siblings and everybody else were kind of just like, you're too responsible for me. <laughs> like I can't we have fun around out. you. <laughs> we want a while out. You're not letting yeah, us. Yeah, and I'm just like I got to a point where I was just like, uh, like we weren't wilded out together. We were on different different age groups, so we never yeah. really got that chance. So that makes sense. Um, if you were included more, even with your siblings. Mm-hmm. Would you have gone just to say, just to be included, even if it was something that you, I mean, because I don't see you having the same, like, likings or, or anything as your siblings. Oh, no, we're all pretty different. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, at the time, at a younger age, you know, obviously mm-hmm. now you're like, nah, I'm good, I, I know what I like, but mm-hmm. at a younger age, would you have said yes to more things just to be included, even even if you wouldn't enjoy it? Um, I don't think I would ever not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Because knowing what I know now and being involved with them more now has shown me that I would have enjoyed just being with them. Okay. I think it's it's the it's a connection thing. Yeah. It has not for me. It has being around my my siblings has nothing to do with an obligation. Got it's it. because I actually like I enjoy their company. Yeah. So it's kind of like a growth thing for you. You had to realize that. Yeah. It wasn't so bad. Yeah. yeah. That and I think all of us all together kind of grew and we're like, it, like that same thought. Like we're not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> when we hang wait, out together, we we're actually not have that a good different. time. Yeah, wait, Look we're having us. fun right now. Yeah, like oh uh, uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we're also older. Like, well, um, aside from my youngest, my sixteen-year-old sister, we're yeah. all adults. So now we're all now instead of everybody doing the younger things we're all doing the adult things and now it's kind of like i un- i understand how my youngest sister feels i was gonna say do you think she feels like oh, left yeah. out yeah Aww. we just took her on a sister date um the other weekend mm-hmm. and we agreed that we have to do that more often that's Cause, good because we because i feel bad knowing like recognizing that and recognizing what i went through mm-hmm. and then looking back at my sister who's 16 and in high school and seeing all of us as adults hanging out doing adult things and she's left out yeah, yeah. so that's kind of like so it's like you, it's your duty to not yeah. have her feel like how you felt I wouldn't say that's it's a, my duty. I say it's a it's collective. A big sister, it's, a, <laughs> it's a big sister duty. But, that, but that's like, but again, yeah. that's my I mean, big sister talking. Like, yeah. I, like, my sister shouldn't be feeling that way. Yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. It's not a, like an obligation, but it's like a big sister job. Yeah. You know? Even though she's a pain in the butt. I mean, like, we, I'm we sure. I'm, grab I feel like you and your youngest have a lot in common, too. Yeah. Like, you've already gone through a lot of things that she's currently going through. So it's like, it's should be a little bit easier to be like, hey, little sister. Yeah. I know I'm older and annoying, but... Simmer down. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you did let her throw a party at the house. I did. I just remembered because I'm looking at the stain on the wall. I, <laughs> what? I thought I was the Up coolest there. big sister ever, letting my 16-year-old sister have a party at my house, and then I immediately regret it after I had an entire rave go down. There was like 50 high schoolers in here. It was, it was more than that, I think. I, I mean, lot. as far as I saw... I'm, I don't know. After a while, I just gave up. Yeah. <laughs> no. But the music was loud. There it was, was like oh. drinks on my wall, popcorn all over my yeah. floor, like pizza in the pool. 
It was bad. It was, oh, yeah, there was pizza in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely a night to remember. <laughs> Shout out to her. <laughs> I'm hey, throwing you know, razors. Do it. Honestly, oh. this house has not seen that good of a party since her party. Like us as adults don't even throw parties. No, that everybody hard. can we That's have is cool, but <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not lit per yeah. se. <laughs> Definitely not. So being that it is Thanksgiving Eve, mm-hmm. I feel like um, there are a lot of people who probably feel a disconnect with their family yeah. that now tomorrow have to go sit with their family. Do you have anything to say to those people? Um, yeah, because I know the holidays are tough. Like, thinking back and kind of feeling like the left out one of the holidays and the holiday parties, like, uh, again, like, me and my mom have a different relationship. Like, I'm always comfortable with my mom. But as far as siblings and other family members, um, I know it's hard and I know it's difficult. But eventually you will get to that place where you're just, you're okay with yourself. You know who's there for you and you know who you're there for. Um, If you, if you feel like you're outcasted by any means, you do not have to put yourself in that situation. It's not something that you have to live through every day. Even if it's because of the holidays, don't feel obligated to go see family that's going to make you feel negative. Yeah. Like I, I am in full support of um, whether it's toxic or anything else. It doesn't matter if they're family. You don't have to involve yourself in that. Do whatever is best for you. Do you think that your relationship with your family was toxic or it was misunderstood? I think it was very misunderstood. Um, I think... Like, obviously, growing up, you're going to have your own opinions about your siblings and Mm -hmm. your parents. Like, you're going to be estranged at certain points in your life. Um, I don't think we were ever toxic. I just don't think we were ever open and honest with each other. I don't think we ever gave each other space to be ourselves Mm -hmm. or to have a genuine connection with each other. A lot of my family is very, like, keep it under wraps like keep it tucked down we don't really know what's going on in each other's lives as far as problems go but we all know we have problems we just don't share them got Mm. it so would you think that maybe so i can't i can't really talk from your standpoint because i i have my own situation so Mm -hmm. but i can only speak from yours do you think that it's important to take the time and possibly open up to someone that you're estranged with or whatever it is that way you guys can clear up the misunderstanding and maybe yeah. even build like that connection so you can enjoy your holidays yeah <laughs> i mean don't do it during the holidays oh, yeah, like no. at a holiday yeah. party don't do that so excuse like, me can i talk to you make, make time because if it's eating at you and it and like it's your family your family's gonna if you don't have a good relationship with them it's gonna eat at you mm-hmm. yeah um, I mean, they're not going nowhere exactly so I think it just it just takes one person to come out and be open and honest and um, start that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I know me and my sister, who's two years younger than me, have been on that really long road of conversation in the past few years. Um, we've grown a lot separately and we've grown a lot together. 
And in our relationship, I can say where we stand now, we're a lot more closer than we ever have been. And that's because we realized that it's okay to open up to each other. Yeah. Like we're siblings at the, that's our common ground. We're related. We're sisters. We should be able to have this. It just takes one of us to not be scared and admit that this is how we're feeling and somebody else acknowledge that. Yeah. And I think us as a family, as a whole over the years, we're learning to be more open with each other. We're learning to let each other in. Um, My mom's been very open. She's not as closed off anymore. She's starting to open up a little bit more. Um, My sisters have been, um, when when something happens to one of us, now we're all collectively sending each other messages like, hey, this is what's going on. Like, yeah. we're a little bit more involved in each other's lives now. That's good. And it it just takes one person to step up and say, hey, like, I think we should do more family things. I need. I think we should be a part of each other's lives because... I mean, we're here. Yeah. There's no reason not to. Like we, if any, if anybody was supposed to have anything go wrong in their lives, they should be the ones that we call. Of course, it shouldn't be like I shouldn't be calling my best friend or yeah. anything else. I should be calling my sister, yeah. and I think that's where we're at right now. And it's always good to have more people to lean on, especially right. that you know they love you. Right, so. especially if it's your family. Exactly. And if it takes, I will not say that it happens overnight. It takes a while, like. I'm 31 years old. I'm about to be 32 next year. And I literally have, like, literally when I hit my 30s is when everything changed. <laughs> where I realized that family is important. We mm-hmm. all, like, went through our own things individually where we realized family was important. Yeah. And that we need to stick together. And it, and it sucks, but sometimes it takes a really hard thing for you guys to go through to recognize that. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I definitely think um, as far as like the connection that you have with your family is you can have friends where you've had the same experiences, Mm -hmm. but only your family understands the shit like because you go through the exact circumstances. Yeah, they, they understand that. I mean, not saying that this is your circumstances, that grand- grandpa was an asshole and he did this, this and that and it hurt everybody. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You don't yeah. have to explain it to them. They, they're they just like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh I, I know that you have that connection with yeah. them. Right. So it's like, yeah, we we love to like build our own tribes and have our friendships and connections and all that. But I don't feel like those connections are going to be the same as when it's with people who actually grew with you and under right. understand what was happening during certain points of your life. And I think that was like my biggest issue growing up was because I don't understand how I could be so distant from people that I grew so close with. Yeah. yeah. Like it didn't like I'm very analytical and logical when it comes to my feelings. Mm-hmm. When I can make sense of my like when a feeling to me is processed and makes sense like and the actions behind it don't make sense mm-hmm. it i like freak out about it <laughs> I, don't, okay. I don't know why so it didn't make logical sense that these people grew we grew up side by side with each other in the same household like going through similar things or the same things yeah and we were just completely disconnected on, like disconnected yeah like it, it was like, like night and day yeah. and i it didn't i could not understand how and i think that's what ate at me most that makes perfect sense. Have you ever asked your sister, the um, the one that's to the closest one to you, mm-hmm. um, if she felt like an outcast? Yeah, 
What was her answer to that? I think she's always been kind of like, well, not really towards me. Well, she's always kind of belonged in our family. Yeah. But I think her gripe was always with me. Mm. Like I said, we fought like cats and dogs. That's me and my Like she too. has a completely different experience from growing up in the house than I do. So that's another reason why we were so disconnected was because I don't, I couldn't understand how we grew up in the same house and we just were so different and we're so not on the same page. Yeah. I think that was a big issue that kind of put distance between us was because she couldn't understand my side and I couldn't understand hers and we were just not willing to talk about it. Yeah. So point of the story is talk about it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just talk. Let it out. Honestly, just talk. Yeah. <laughs> like don't like, I think that's one thing. If I were to ever have a family, the one thing that I would hold above anything else is giving my children or my partner space and room where they can come unjudged and just speak their mind and f- their gather feelings. their thoughts and yeah. let them out and just not have to hide that not have to bottle it up not have to feel like they're alone yeah that's a very good way of of thinking now yeah versus I mean, holding i think we all hold it in at a certain point yeah. but well, I think most of our generation does because, I mean, our parents and our grandparents were the ones who were just They're a like, little bit more old school. Yeah, very, I mean, very old I rem- school. Like, I remember my, nobody talked about anything. Yeah, my whole family. Like, nobody yeah. knew when, he, when anybody was sick. Like, when somebody no. passed away, we didn't know why. You didn't know happened. until they died. And then you're yeah. like, how did they die? You know, yeah. like, clueless. That must be a Latina thing because my family gossips. <laughs> Yeah, no, ours don't, like, close close lips. Well, that's like I was telling you guys. My mom was like, well, I posted it. My mom was like, don't put this online. Yeah. My dad was sick. I was like, but why? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like, the people that that I don't talk to on a daily basis can see it, and then he needs this love. He needs the support. Yeah. So I think it did trickle down a little bit on us. But thankfully, we're breaking that. It's like, well, I'm trying. You're doing way better than I am. (laughs) You know, know, we're breaking that. I mean, even with this podcast, we're all breaking the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, like, coming into my adulthood, I kind of made a point that I wasn't going to continue that cycle. I wasn't going to be the one... Um, who later my kids would say, like, I wasn't close enough to them as a parent or, or they I didn't feel like talk. they they felt like they couldn't talk to me. That part. Yeah. I couldn't talk to them about anything. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Don't look at me. My mom's It's just relatable. <laughs> it's just relatable. Yeah. You know, like, it's really, I, I don't know if I, I, like, felt like an outcast, per se. But everything like holding stuff in mm-hmm. and me and my sister would beat up each other. So, yeah, like I get that part. Um, yeah. And we you're just, right. We didn't communicate either. Yeah. Communication is like key. horrible in my family. Yeah. We make fun of each other. Yeah. That's about it. That's your way of showing love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, I want to take you guys to my family reunion. <laughs> I think I was the opposite of Letty. She felt the outcast because she was too pale. I felt the outcast because I was too brown. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. No, in the beginning. I'm definitely, I'm definitely yeah. like the pale skin, freckled face yeah. daughter and everybody else is tan. Tan and <laughs> different colors of melanin. And, yeah, they're just all over the spectrum. And I'm like, 
You're like, hi, I'm here. My, oh, this is how you know I stood out. My sister, my youngest sister, when she was in, I think, first grade, um, you know how you write out your sentences for your spelling words? Yeah. Well, one of her spelling words was beige. You were beige. Oh. She, said, she said, my big sister is beige. That was her, <laughs> that was her sentence. And I was like, thanks. Yeah, I mean, I'm the I beige one. I'm the beige one. That was like the running joke for a while. And it kind of, it still is. Like, people, they still point it out. Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the white girl, so. The white girl. And you were the dark girl? Desiree? That's a different episode. <laughs> I'm just My, like hers was more um your 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 dad is black, your siblings, your your quote unquote step siblings, you know what I mean? Yeah, Not what you mixed. would call them, but they're they're biracial uh-huh. and then your mom is Hispanic, but she's brown Hispanic, and then your younger sister got the brown Hispanic. Yeah, and you. My sister very much got all the dark skin out of the family. Like my mom's very dark skin, my sister's dark skin, my grandma's dark skin. Like my all the women in my family, basically on my mom's side, mm-hmm. all have darker skin. Yeah, not you, not me. And in a sense, my shit was more racial because I grew up with a white mother. And this was this was like I didn't really start going around my biological dad's side of the family until about 12, 13. So before that, my whole entire adolescence was spent with white people. Mm-hmm. And like even Myra, you've pointed out multiple times my taste in music. So yes. <laughs> I, I'm like, how did I, she, why does she like I this? grew up listening to like punk grunge and, and, pop, and music. pop music. Yeah. Yes. Britney Spears, NSYNC, like all that was my shit. Like, yeah. I didn't know any better. And then once I, I like, didn't know any better, <laughs> I did it because everybody else was doing it until yeah. they started, like, you know, pointing out, like, I always had to be scary spice or like, <laughs> I mean, but, she's cute, though. She's cute. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. everybody else was like fighting over baby spice and posh spice. And they're like, you already know you're scary spice. You're scary spice. I'm just like, OK. So mm-hmm. I wonder if all of us at a certain point in our childhood go through an outcast phase. Because, I mean, if I think back, back, I grew up with a lot of cousins mm-hmm. and even my sister and everybody's really short. <laughs> everybody's so like, you were the tall one? So I was like the tall one. You fucking Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> I've been 5'7 since I was like in 6th, 7th grade. 5'7 is not even that tall. But I when know. you're in 6th grade and everybody else is 4'7. It's like like you and your see. entire family's Hispanic and they're yeah. all like five four. And even under. The, I <laughs> knew she was. You were the one watching Tall Girl on Netflix down here, yeah, weren't you? I that knew was it. Me. <laughs> that was me. But um, but that's what I'm saying though. I think I think um, this is relatable. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for sharing this because it's relatable to everybody. Yeah. Even if we don't necessarily think about it on a daily basis or say it out loud obviously in like or in different kind of scales obviously your scale was a lot higher because you went through it through a bigger part of your life but i think every single person goes through a phase where they don't feel like they fit in yeah you know i'm just glad it happened when i was younger so when i'm a doll i'm like that's why we're rejects guys (laughs) that's why we're rejects i'm I'm happy right yeah I, i like that all right, Letty. So, any last words of advice for other people feeling conflicted and outcasted right now? Mm, you're gonna be fine. 
You'll live. I'm like, I'm like, I, I turned out fine. No, but um, I, th- I thought she was she's be- still dealing with her trauma. I thought she was gonna be like, but did you as die? I'm still, as I'm still having trouble in my relationship because I can't connect properly. So <laughs> because I I don't want to be abandoned, so I'd rather not be abandoned. There you go. Connected. <laughs> but um, I don't think I think just make it just because of the holidays like I said earlier um, don't feel obligated um, if you're feeling a certain way have those conversations when you have to have them find the time and place for it but definitely don't don't make yourself feel any more negative energy during the holidays it's supposed to be happy even if you spend it with friends if you feel most like you belong more with your friends during the holidays do that yeah um sometimes that's the closest thing to family any of us has yep very true and remember it's thanksgiving so you have like what 30 something days until christmas you can try again yeah there you go so you got still time time to save like (laughs) save the family stuff for christmas let's try to go into the next decade healed and happy (laughs) or at least the process of the process or the yeah process of healing yeah yeah agreed because this is not easy definitely not yeah we're talking about it and we you know cry and laugh about it but the actual process is not easy like it's hard it's really hard especially to talk about something that affected you so much right yeah i mean and sometimes sometimes the distance is all you need yeah i've had to separate myself like and cut my holiday short with my family because i felt a certain way yeah. But those are just things that you have to grow through. Yeah. But if and you make that a constant habit, then d- eventually it's going to be your fault. It's you're not, you're you avoiding put, it instead yeah. of yeah, trying to You can't blame heal. it on them anymore. Yeah. I mean, I purposely live eight hours away from my family. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I my, mean, mine all live in the same city. Yeah. <laughs> no, we mean. have no excuse. <laughs> Grandma's house is five hours away, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Reject Sorority. We want to thank Letty for bearing her heart and soul to for us tonight. Up. I don't feel um, good about this at all. You what? <laughs> I said I don't feel good about this at all. You but will you're later. Welcome. <laughs> um, hopefully this episode doesn't get accidentally deleted. But <laughs> wow, the call out is real. Only hope. <laughs> But um, we hope you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving, rather it be with friends or family, or even if you feel like sitting in ho- at home and eating a chicken pot pie by yourself while watching Netflix. We won't judge you. Whatever makes your heart feel better. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, if you have any questions, um, either for Letty about, you know, her whole entire process with dealing with coming to terms with feeling outcasted and and going through that healing process or for Myra um, with her episode that we had a couple weeks ago regarding leaving her cup empty due to trying to heal everybody else and not herself. Um, feel free to contact us on Instagram at rejectsorority or through email at rejectsorority at gmail.com. And um, yeah, that's a wrap. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Turkey, 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 turkey. <laughs>